Michelle Tuverson, Executive Director of the Centre for Risk Studies. Thank you very much indeed for talking to the Cambridge Judge Business School podcast series today. We're looking at risk management modelling in the light of the events and the earthquake in Japan. Is there likely to be any impact on how risk is viewed in this part of the world in the future? Thank you, Bonnie. It's a pleasure to be here. The situation in Japan is truly tragic for the nation, and our hearts go out to the Japanese people who are struggling during the aftermath of the crisis. From the perspective of risk, this crisis will most definitely have an indelible effect. The Japan earthquake by itself was a large event, with the threats being well known. However, the possibilities for cascading events due to an initial catastrophe will have to be better assessed in the future. So in terms of better assessing these risks in the, in the future, clearly one of those areas that have got to be reassessed are nuclear plants. Um, are we going to see that perhaps they won't be built in countries that are prone to earthquakes? There'll be a different kind of, of building. How will this impact on the risks associated with nuclear plants? Yes, I believe there will be a fairly comprehensive reassessment of this. The safety standards for nuclear power plants will most definitely have to be reassessed. So to try to put this into perspective, there are 442 nuclear reactors in the world, with another 65 under construction. So the Fukushima core meltdown is the latest in a string of nuclear accidents. Since the first nuclear power plant was commissioned in 1954, there have been several accidents where core meltdowns have occurred, ranging from Chernobyl to Three Mile Island, and Windscale, which is an often overlooked incident in nuclear history in Britain, where in 1957, Britain was on the brink of an unprecedented nuclear tragedy. But in terms of reassessments within the nuclear industry, I believe it will be done within the context of the broader energy policy. Unfortunately, tragedies have a way of serving as wake-up calls. And in this instance, many nations will reassess their strategies for equipping themselves with a secure source of energy and the role of nuclear power. Now, currently designed standards for nuclear power plants aspire to a 1 in 10,000 chance of having a core meltdown. And so we are clearly falling short of these safety standards. And, of course, people have said it's not another. At Chernobyl, other countries are saying they haven't got the same types of, of nuclear plants. But if we now turn to insurance premiums, uh, the reinsurance market, catastrophe insurance, there's got to be sort of, if you like, a skyward move in, in premiums uh, in Japan and elsewhere in the world. And, of course, it follows on from the Christchurch earthquake. It's not been a good time. Uh, yes, I think the simple answer is yes. Um, a big loss such as this uh, is being estimated currently. I believe the numbers are a $50 billion loss across the insurance industry. It's have to be um, absorbed by increased financial or increased insurance premiums worldwide and across all lines of business. And, and is it easy to assess these types of risks if you look at your risk management models that exist at the moment? I mean, have they just been a little bit of guesswork perhaps involved in them? Were they mathematically you know, accurate? Are you scratching your heads now thinking, my goodness, we didn't factor that in? Well, to be fair, um, risk modeling is a very complicated business. 
Now, uh, the risk of earthquake in Japan, however, is modeled by most insurance companies operating in Southeast Asia, and that risk is very well known. What's not uh, modeled so robustly are the subsequent effects of the initial catastrophe, and that is tsunami risk and the nuclear um, accident risk that's to follow. So the interdependencies of the risk is what could be improved in the future. No, no, we had, didn't we, the global financial disaster, Hurricane Katrina, 9-11. There have been a, a lot of uh, events in the world. But now, not only have we got the Japanese earthquake, but the spring uprisings in the Arab state, the subsequent oil price hikes. You know, are we at a turning point in how people view risk? This must be, you know, if you like, a, a troubled time for the insurance companies and those who've tried to assess risk in the past. Is there something abnormal about it, or do these events usually come in sort of sequences and fast fire like this? Well, I think what people are beginning to realize within the risk community is that um, the risks are more and more interconnected and more globally across the globe. So we can no longer regard a quake that's happened in Asia as an event in isolation. Its effects will have reverberations around the world. And uh, again, our hearts go out to those who are undergoing great suffering. But there will be economic impacts around the world. And similarly, the Arab unrest is not a faraway foreign political issue either, since its implications affect the infrastructure and the fabric of our daily lives. So perhaps this is another wake-up call for governments to make greater investments in new energy research. And also a wake-up call to governments in the sense that, you know, we'd heard about, you know, the rise of the tiger economies, the rise of the BRICS, Brazil, India, China, um, you know, the Arab oil-rich states and the decline of the West. But perhaps regions that aren't prone to flood famines, um, that have stable democracies, might look a, a better bet in the future if you look at the risk management models. Well, it's probably natural within the context of a catastrophe to apply precautionary principles. But really, everywhere has some level of risk. Just each location is different, and it is proving to be very interconnected. So international companies or financial institutions can't necessarily pick and choose where they work. Our supply chains and trading networks are worldwide across many countries with their own different sources of risk. So we need to better understand local risks to have uh, resilient trading networks globally. And have the risk management models let, if you like, consumers, businesses down? Have you got it wrong, or do you think you'll need to reassess how they work in the future, factor in new things, um, look at all these events happening around the world today? You keep mentioning that word interconnectedness. Is that something people haven't taken into account enough? I think that's uh, very true. Um, So, yes, I believe that there will have to be changes in the models um, going forward. And the next generation of catastrophe models will need to have this greater level of sophistication in areas of assessing threats, systematically by reviewing the science and evidence base for threats to a business and everyday way of life. So at the Center for Risk Studies in Cambridge, we hope to promote this next-generation approach. 
and that is a holistic analysis of all different sources of threats using approaches from complexity sciences and stressing interdependencies of nodes and links and superpositioning of these um, event sets and, importantly, not forgetting the human aspects of catastrophes. And, Michelle, were they in the pipeline before the Japanese earthquake and the Arab states uprising? You know, were you working on the models to refine them, to make them better? Or do you think that you talked about a wake-up call, that actually these events had been a wake-up call or are a wake-up call for the risk management modelers? Well, I believe that within the modeling community, it is well known that clearly there needs to be improvements. And exactly what approach is taken to implement these improvements is um, currently debatable. But I think recent events have shown that they need to be broader. They need to encourage a multidisciplinary approach at looking at risks, the unknown unknowns that that creep in, and being able to correctly factor in for, for those events. Michelle Tuverson, thank you very much indeed for talking to the Cambridge Judge Business School podcast series today, Executive Director of the Centre for Risk Studies. I've learned a lot. Thank you very much.